Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. Welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. I am your host, uh, Tim Seckler, and we are here to talk uh, about today... Really, it has been a, a week of the wake-up call for the Seckler family. Had a couple experiences in the last week that have really driven home the uh, the importance of of doing this type of planning, the importance of where we are uh, in the world today with with all of this illness going on and, and all of the seriousness with the health concerns that many families are experiencing. Um, and I really just wanted to talk to you about some really hard lessons learned that my family has experienced in the last week. Uh, I have invited back by popular demand my wife Robin. She made one uh, one appearance in this show last month, and since then all I've heard from everyone is how great Robin sounded on the radio. So we actually have something that uh, she's going to share with you today. Um, in in case you haven't um, checked out that episode, that was a uh, where we we chatted a lot about the company that she runs called Securing Memories. Where she's devoted to uh, to helping people capture and store great family videos, great family stories, and and uh, it's really an interesting thing. You can check it out at securingmemories.com. Uh, for those of you who have not heard about the law firm before, the Secular Law Firm is your family's partner in elder law and all things estate planning, post death administration. Uh, I uh, I have a practice based in Mars, where but from there we serve uh, the greater Pittsburgh, Western Pennsylvania community. We've got a couple of satellite offices probably within a, a convenient drive for you. Uh, and all day long uh, with my clients, I write wills and powers of attorney, and I, I talk about things like death and dying and disability and illness. Um, but candidly, um, it still feels like uh, sort of a far-off concept, right? I, I'm uh, in my late 30s. Um, I, uh, I feel like anything related to, to considering my passing away is is some far-off thing, right? I mean, that's only something that happens in other families. It can't happen in my family. And and even with all of this COVID mess that's been going on for the last year, you know, early on in uh, the pandemic, you know, you'd hear these cases, and there was two cases in this county and 50 cases in Allegheny County. But when you consider the population, you know, it's, it's still a pretty small number, all, all things considered. And, and I really didn't, for the longest time, I didn't really know anybody that had contracted COVID until this most recent surge. And, and with this most recent surge, it's like, oh, well, so-and-so has it, and so-and-so mom has it, and so-and-so's neighbor has it. And, and all of a sudden, it seems like I know a lot of people or a lot of families that have been impacted by this. Um, and uh, and that includes our family. So, um we currently uh, have a family member, and I haven't spoken with the person, so I'm not going to get too specific with the details. But we currently have a family member who is uh, who's in the hospital with COVID, and has been treating uh, there for about a week now, and and seems to be on the up and up, and um, and things have been going well. Of course, you know you, you you're never out of it until you're out of it, I guess. But going on a month dealing with this illness and has has had excellent care um but it has been it has been a real wake up call you know early morning texts about the person's condition and uh and real concern about whether he was going to make it for for a while there and i guess we're still not completely out of the blue but um you know it, it 
it has really driven home the fact that this thing is real and this thing is impacting people. And with this particular family member, you know, I, I had, um, I've been involved in creating the estate plan for him and, um, you know, was contacted, um, to review his documents once he, you know, once the family took him in to the hospital. And, you know, one of the things that, that occurs to me as, a, as a, an estate planner is from time to time, we need to change our documents. We need to change them because your family circumstances changed. Maybe your finances changed. Maybe there's been a death or a disability or a divorce in, in your family. Uh, sometimes they need to change because the reality of the world has changed. And, and that was the case in, in this situation. So, um, when he went into the hospital, I was, I was asked to take a look at the healthcare power of attorney. Um, and the healthcare power of attorney, um, as most do the living will component had, uh, elections for whether you would want to receive a mechanical ventilator. Now this document had been signed in 2010, back in 2010, we weren't really thinking about COVID. We weren't thinking about a pandemic type episode that would affect people's respiratory conditions. And there's a lot of power of attorney living will documents out there that indicate that if I'm really, really sick, I, I don't want a mechanical ventilator. Well, is, is that still the way that we want it? And we had a little bit of panic and said, no, that's probably not what he wants. And, and luckily he was still conscious and able to communicate. And, you know, we communicated with him and said, Hey, you know, I think you ought to update this document. So then I find myself on the phone, um, with the hospital social worker saying, yeah, he has this document, but we need you to help us. We can't get in there to see him. Uh, but he wants to revoke that provision of it. And I draft up a new document. I sent it over to the, you know, explained I'm an estate planning lawyer. I do this for a living. Here's his new document. It needs two witnesses. It needs a notary. It needs all this formality to it. And we were able to negotiate that. But in the event, you don't have a really close family member that is an estate planner and tracking this stuff. You know, maybe it's time that you take a look at this, because if you would get um, COVID, if you would have these issues, when was the last time you took a look at your living will? When was the last time you thought about what it says and, and does it need to be changed? Does, does COVID make you want to change the document because most of my clients over the years have checked. I do not want a mechanical ventilator. Now the, the provision that governs when we use a mechanical ventilator is only supposed to apply when somebody has technically reached an end stage medical condition. But still, you know, from my standpoint, when does that begin? It sometimes is, is a point of contention. And I, uh, I really think that we need to make it real clear. So, you know, on the document that this family member signed, it now says that he would want um, a mechanical ventilator related to the treatment of COVID-19 um, because he would. It, it's part of the treatment protocol if he gets really, really sick. And and, and so, you know, it, it's just one of those things where as, as you travel through life and, and the world changes around you and your health care issues change and your family changes, you ought to be looking at your estate plan. Most advisors will tell you every three to five years you ought to sit down with a lawyer uh, and, and consider the documents. Are there any changes that should be taking place in it? And if it's been a while for you, you know, a lot of families do planning at two points in time. They do planning when they have little kids and then they do planning. Um, once the kids are out of the, de uh, out of the house, their empty nesters are thinking about retirement and stuff, but that's a 20 year gap. 
uh, for most families and, and um, maybe you ought to consider sitting down. Maybe this, this whole COVID thing is, is the time to sit down and consider what does your will say? Should we use a trust? Should we use a will? Um, let's get our affairs in order. So if there's any interest in that, there's a couple of ways you can do this right now as we're recording this. Um, we are, uh, we're on a bit of a hiatus from our in-person workshops uh, due to the uh, Pennsylvania's restrictions on getting people together. And so what I would encourage you to do is watch our pre-recorded workshop at secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. And if you go there to the workshops tab, there's a couple of options for you to watch some videos. Um, there is the estate planning course. If you listen to last week's episode, I made uh, a really strong offer um, that is open to you to the end of the year that if you take the life and legacy course, uh, there's a one-third discount on getting your estate plan as long as you complete that course by the end of the year. Questions on that, listen to last week's episode or just take the course and uh, and we'll follow up with you. But you have to complete the life and legacy course by the end of the year. Now, the life and legacy course is designed for younger families with um, relatively simpler um, estate planning needs. If you have, um, maybe if you're not in a younger family, if you've got some net worth, if you're concerned about other issues like probate avoidance and protecting assets from the nursing home, uh, planning for your adult kids and their potential divorces, etc., cetera, uh, then I would encourage you to watch the Advanced Estate Planning and Asset Protection Workshop, also free on our website. You can find it. But, you know, during that video, you'll get a, a bit of a feel for what it's like to work with with the secular law firm, a little bit about my thoughts on how this stuff works. You'll get some good legal technical education to help you make some good uh, decisions. So all available to you for free at the secularlawfirm.com. Then we'll follow up with you about a free uh, Zoom consultation so that we can discuss your family's unique situation. So that uh, that's, um, I suppose, what I wanted to say about our COVID wake-up call in the family. Uh, now I want to chat with you about something even a little bit more personal. And this is why I've asked my lovely wife, Robin, to join me on the call today. So say hi to everybody, Robin. Hi, everybody. So, you know, with... Uh, <laughs> with <laughs> Did you, so you had enough fun the first time you came on the show that you, you decided to come That's back. Right. That's right. I just couldn't wait to come back. The truth is about 15 minutes ago, I said, hey, we're going to go downstairs and record this episode. I got an idea. But <laughs> but she's always up for a challenge. And, and so here we are. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> uh, I, as I'm sitting here recording this, I'm uh, I'm personally recovering from a surgery that I had yesterday. Uh, and it, it was a relatively minor surgery, uh, but you know, it had its risks and it was, it was the first time that I had in my life been under general anesthesia. And, um, and the night before that I, I, uh, I had a relatively sleepless night because it was the first time in, in my, for some decades that I was really going to be out of control. They were going to knock me out and, you know, there, there's a little bit of apprehension about, well, wait a minute, what if this thing goes wrong? And, um, and you know, I'm an estate planner, so we've got estate planning documents, but I personally am guilty of not having looked at them for a little while. Now I know what they do, but, um, Robin and I hadn't reviewed them for a while. So, so, you know, we start having this conversation on the way down to the hospital. Um, and what, why don't you tell everybody sort of the things that we were chatting about? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head whenever you said, you know, this doesn't happen to our family. This happens to other families. And, you know, just to sort of um, 
give you a, a visual, you know, it's five o'clock in the morning, it's dark outside, um, we're driving down to the hospital, and I was just sort of thinking, okay, so we've got a couple hours, we're going to get through the surgery, and then we're going to drive home. And at that moment, he turned his head over to me and said, um, just so you know, my power of attorney is located here, and my um, my will is located in this place, and if you need help with the law firm, you should call this person, and if you run into trouble, you should call this person. And it occurred to me in that moment that things do happen and things can happen, and it was um, really a wake-up call to me as well because I just was sort of thinking, okay, you know, we'll be home by lunch, and what am I going to give to the kids? So it was... Um, you know, definitely something that we needed to talk about, and it was important. Um, but it it caught me off guard. You know, and and we we're no strangers to having sick family members or having lost family members. Robin lost her uh, her father more than a decade ago now, which is crazy. But when he was passing away, and he he was a, a cancer patient, and when he was passing away, he had lots of time to sort of contemplate his demise. Um, and how it would impact his family. And, and so why don't you tell the listeners about what he did and then what, what you did with the idea? Right. Like Tim said, uh, my dad um, passed away. It's 11 years now, which is crazy to think about. Um, and he was sick for about two years before he passed away. So he he did have a little bit of time to sort of think about what that was going to look like. Um, and what he did was he took a pencil to paper and he had a little journal that he bought um, from a drugstore one day and just started writing in it and he wrote down everything he could think of that my mom or um, my brothers and I might need to know whenever he wasn't here to tell us he wrote down all of his bank accounts he wrote down how to um, turn off the water in the house turn the gas on and off who to call if there was a problem who to call if the house needed painted or if my mom needed a handyman, um, all of the things that she might need to help answer the questions that he would normally have, have answered for her at the time. So he titled this book, Upon My Demise, and to this day, 11 years later, we still look in that book. It was pages and pages and pages of information and things that, um, you know, he had the insight to really realize that only he knew that information. So um, what we did was created our very own version of Upon My Demise. I did not call it that. I thought that was a little bit grim. <laughs> but what I did call it is How to Change the Light Bulbs When I'm Gone. And this is a book about after. This is a book about what to do after somebody you love has passed away. And this book hopefully will help you to keep all of your affairs in line. There are um, chapters on things like subscriptions and memberships. What types of subscriptions does your spouse have? Would you know to cancel those? Um, gym memberships or magazine memberships or online groups that they belong to. Other things are like um, the credit cards that they might have or different... Um, different uh, companies that they might use for business. Um, anything that you think your loved one might need to know whenever you are no longer here can be kept in this book. And these are the things that like, 
that com- uh, complement what what we do with the estate planning documents. You know, I the, the wills uh, and those types of of post death distribution documents, wills and trusts, really govern hard assets, right? So who gets the money? Who gets the house? Um, but what what Robin's book is about is is sort of connecting the dots on some of the other things. It's how how do you winterize the house in and um, where do you know who to call? What what's the accountant's phone number? What's the lawyer's phone number? Where what are the account numbers? See, we don't put account numbers in the estate planning documents, and I, in my experience, there's a there's a whole lot of um, families out there where one of the spouses sort of manages all the money. They know where the bank accounts are. They know what the investments are. They're the only one that ever deals with the lawyer or the accountant or the financial advisor. And then if that's the first spouse to pass away, well, who does who does the, the surviving spouse call? And in the book is also an entire uh, chapter on digital assets. Now, digital assets can mean a lot of things to a lot of people, depending on what you're talking about. But, um, you know, that could be online accounts. It could be websites that you own it could be things like that or what it could mean is what about your pictures what about your videos what about um what about the pictures on your phone the password to your phone you know on my cell phone there are thousands of photos of our kids and on robin's cell phone there are thousands of photos on the kids but until recently we weren't really sharing them with each other so if i you know something happened to me she could probably guess the password to my cell phone but you know it, it what about you know i on internet cloud storage of photos and videos and and different things like that can your family members get to those if you were if i were single and i didn't have a spouse that knew my cell phone password would my kids be able to access that video content i mean wouldn't wouldn't you want if you passed away your kids to see the phones and the videos and the different digital memories that you have uh on the estate plan and you know it, it um on the estate plan uh, on, on your phone or or your devices and, you know, so this book is about how can you access that? Where can you store it? Um, to that end, with the digital assets, why don't you mention a little bit about um, Forever.com and, and the organization that you've done uh, or the, the relationship you have there? Sure. Um, so a lot of what we do um, with Securing Memories is help families to record important family moments. And, you know, that can be things that you're already recording, um, birthdays, anniversaries, graduations. But we're also encouraging families to record things like, um, you know, family stories that might not have have had a chance to be passed down or shared with all of the family members. And so sharing and storing those photos is a big piece of this because if you can't share them and you can't store them, then what's the point? Um, So we've we have paired with a company called Forever, and Forever.com is a place where you can house all of your digital assets. And we like Forever specifically because it is sort of like a trust for your digital assets. It allows you to make choices like who can see these photos and videos and at what point and um, it can be you can make it as specific as you want. So we like the ability to be able to store these photos in a place um, that can be passed on from one generation to a next. And with Forever, um, the thing that makes them different from all other digital storage companies is that once you have your storage, it belongs to you. And it is guaranteed 
um, for your lifetime plus 100 years. So that's a pretty incredible guarantee. And um, it is something that, you know, we believe it can easily be passed down from your generation to the next and hopefully even beyond that. You know, and, and it is, uh, as this is going to air on the radio, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a few days before Christmas. And, you know, this is a holiday season where not a lot of families are traveling to see each other. Not a lot of families are, um, are, are going to be getting together. I'm not getting together with my parents. Um, Robin's, uh, Robin's mom will, will be around cause we live a lot closer, but it, it's just a, an abnormal year for a lot of people. And I, and I think that I'll, there's going to be a lot of videos recorded and there's going to be a lot of videos shared of Christmas, mo- uh, you know, Christmas morning with the kids running downstairs and, you know, extended family members won't be there. Grandma won't be there. Um, and so, you know, think about that this year, think about as you're recording precious moments like that on your phone or on your tablet or whatever, what happens to all that content? Who's going to see it? You know, a hundred years from now, who's going to see it? Because if, if we, if we thought back about our grandparents, our great grandparents, they didn't have the technology that we had, but wouldn't it be neat to, to see your grandfather on Christmas morning as a kid, uh, opening, uh, Christmas presents, or wouldn't it be neat to to have a view around that Christmas dinner table? Uh, and you know, but we now live in an uh, an era when we do have that type of technology. We can record it. We can put it right back uh, onto this phone. We can share it up to the cloud. We can share it with each other immediately. You know, the first time in human history do we have that kind of technology. And and you're going to be creating those videos. You're you're going to be taking those photos. Everybody does. What are you going to do with them next? Who cares in 50 years if you took a video if nobody can see it? And, and you know, what Robin's mission with securing memories is really about. Correct me where I'm wrong, honey, but, but what we're really trying to do here is help families be very intentional about sharing memories, about, you know, talking through what it used to be like. You can't, I can't go back and create a video of my dad opening a Christmas present, but I can still ask my dad what it was like when he did open the Christmas present. So get that information on a video because future generations are going to care. Your kids are going to care. They're going to want to see it. They're going to think that it's important. Uh, and, and then you've got to come up with a good, uh, storage solution. So all of this information about what Robin's up to with, with our new company called Securing Memories, um, can be found at securingmemories.com. You can find out about the book, How to Change a Light Bulb After I'm Gone, which is an awesome idea that, that we, we sort of borrowed from her dad, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think he'd mind much. Um, and then all of the other great things. If you haven't gotten the holiday story deck, it might be a little too late to get it by Christmas, but um, she chatted about that a couple episodes ago where we, we created this deck of cards where you can go through and ask all kind of good questions about you know, what were Christmas is like for you? And the idea is you're going to record a loved one sharing those stories. And then, uh, and then we'd like to see it store them in a way that makes sense. So, um, also why don't you share with everybody, you know, when, when you did this the last time, the question I got is where can I learn more? Where can I learn more about Robin's up to? I don't think people care about my will and trust conversation anymore, Rob. <laughs> why don't you tell them how to find you on social and, and what information they can find on the website? They do care about your will, Sonny, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you can find me um, at securingmemories.com. You will find all of the products there, the story deck, the holiday experience box, and how to change the light bulbs when I'm gone, among a few other um, products that I have there. 
uh, you can just scroll right over to the products page and drop down. You'll be able to find everything you want. I am always on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, my Instagram is at Securing Memories, and my Facebook is at Securing Memories Today. So um, you can find me there. I'm always talking about, you know, the different options that we have. And, you know, I, I love to connect with people there. So come find me. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, listen, um, as we wrap up the episode, maybe some of you do uh, need to update your estate plan. So once again, secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. That's where you'll find uh, under the workshops tab, the pre-recorded workshops where you can find all about the wills, the difference between wills and trusts and powers of attorney and why do people use these different documents? What do they do? I've talked to you a lot about how to protect assets from the nursing home and how to protect assets from your kids once they receive the money. How do they? How do we give our kids their inheritance in a way that they don't lose it to a future issue like a lawsuit or a divorce? Um, so check it out. There's all kind of content at secularlawfirm.com for my prior articles. You can you can find uh, prior episodes of this podcast. Uh, you can find the pre-recorded workshops. We uh, we believe strongly at the firm to do education first, so we provide a ton of it. So go to the website, check it out, or just give us a call anytime, 724-841-1393, uh, com. Remember, folks, the Life and Legacy Show is for your education, it's for your entertainment. Uh, sometimes we talk about legal technical things like today we were talking about advanced medical directives. You shouldn't complete these documents on your own. You should seek the counsel of a lawyer. Your family's unique situations requires legal advice. So don't make any decisions based on what you hear on this show. Give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you at the firm. We hold uh, free consultations whenever you like. 724 841-1393. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope you enjoy your family. I hope it's a, a blessed holiday. I hope everyone in your family stays safe. And thanks for listening. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.